Hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. Non-tournament edition, because Andy and I, well, we need some time. I am your host, Davo. With me, as always, we have Andy. I'm kind of trying to heal after the last defeat. Yeah, me too. Kells, winner, Kells. Winner, winner. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I had a trophy in my ear. I'm sorry. <laughs> could, you, uh, could you repeat that? You no, you don't want me to. No. Okay. <laughs> and hello, Neil. Hey, everybody. Now, before I hand it off to Neil, I wanted to throw something out to my fellow Laidlers and everybody listening. Uh, as you know, there is the littlest Laidler, Simon, that wonderful, wonderful boy. And yay. yay. And he is four weeks old as of this recording. It's four weeks old. But he is not a month old. Because his birthday is in three days. So, do we call him four weeks old or do we call him a month old? When is that breakover point? I thought we called him Simon. We do call him Simon. <laughs> but if someone asks, how, you know, how old is that glorious baby? Do we tell them a month or do we tell them four weeks? Um, I guess it's whatever you want to do at that point. I was promised there wouldn't be math. <laughs> well, I just found it. I was musing on it today. I found it a little bit interesting that he is four weeks old today, but he's not a month yet. And there's four weeks in a month. I thought that was kind of neat. Just one of those quasi shower thoughts. You really haven't slept in a while, have you? Long time, long time. We had a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also thinking that in other cultures, like like for instance, when a baby is born in Korea, the day they're born, their age is one. They don't start at zero or less than one. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. You you know what's? You know what's even? You want to go a little bit deeper than that, Davo? I do. I, I heard a podcast about that. And traditionally in Korea, not only are you one the day you're born, but um, they increment your year on New Year's Day. So if you're born on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, two days later you're two years old. What? Wow! Holy mackerel! That's awesome. That's really so fascinating it, to me. It actually causes causes a problem because um, people will give their days sometime in kind of the Western way that we do it. And, and sometimes in the traditional way, and it can, it can cause a lot of confusion sometimes. Whether you're 28 or 29 or whatever. 28 or 30. 28 or 30. <laughs> That's a significant <laughs> difference. Holy mackerel. I remember when I was 30. Hey, Kells, how, how do you feel about 30? Uh, it's fine. It's going well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Won a tournament not too long ago. Okay. And with that, Hello, my neighbor. Neil, <laughs> Neil, take it away. All right. Every week we have a theme, and within that theme we have six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. Sometimes there's a few, uh, few bonus points thrown in here and there. And then we have a final question that's worth up to 100 points. Today, however, we're doing something a little bit different. I gave each of the, the players the opportunity to give uh, me some topics that they think that they're pretty good at, but the re- the other two guys aren't as good at. 
two of the players actually gave me that information and one of them did not. So some friends of the show, um, El Jefe and Anthony helped me come up with uh, topics for and for Andy on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Somebody did do their be homework. Oh, for love. I made a, uh, I randomized the categories. You guys can, you'll, you'll probably figure out most of them right away. Who's, whose category it is. You can cop to it or not as you wish. And we're going to start. The first category is horror movies. Hey! So keep in mind, these, these are, what I was trying to target is these are a little bit deep for people that aren't as familiar with the topic, but should be easier for people that are, are more familiar with it. And some were harder than others to, to do that with. So um, you can hate me or not as we go along. We could never hate you, Neil. Nah, yeah. doesn't feel right. <laughs> so, does anybody want to guess who uh, who horror movies belongs to? Davo, Davo. Yeah. Hey. So, Dave, <laughs> Davo, do you remember uh, the Evil Dead Two? I do. What book is prominently shown after Ash traps his severed hand under a bucket? He puts he puts some books on top of the bucket after he puts his right. the bucket over his hand. Locked in. And I'm not gonna mm. I'm not gonna have any easy mode questions, and I'm not gonna have any bonus points this this category because I or this this game. Um, I'm locked in. All right. Okay, I'm locked in with my. This is honestly a guess. I mean, I haven't seen it in a bit. Okay, I've never seen it. Kels. Uh you said his hand was trapped under a a bucket. Yeah, after his hand, his hand. Uh, becomes Sever? possessed basically and it's kind of moving on its own so he cuts off his own hand and then the hand kind of runs across the the, the floor and he upends a bucket over it and then he puts some books down on the bucket to to trap the hand oh okay well i thought about all of that and i said a farewell to arms okay David? that's great <laughs> i said <laughs> well i was thinking sam Raimi does lots of fun little in stuff and I had three choices running through my head. I had the, you know, the the Book of the Dead. I had uh, Naked Lunch, but I went I went with uh, Metamorphosis. Okay. Hmm. Andy. Yeah, I immediately thought of Farewell to Arms. I think this was recently on the Cracked website. So that is that your answer? Yep. Uh, in fact, I got this little tidbit from Cracked. And the answer is farewell to arms. <laughs> yes, I can't. Guys, this is my category. <laughs> I, I will say that I I did confirm it. I didn't take Crack's word for it. It's a, it was a starting point. All right, question two: What was the first horror movie to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? First, I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. Hmm. I think I'm probably super late though with it. If it's I'm trying to decide if it's a thriller or horror, horror was Michael Jackson in it? Then it was thriller. <laughs> if he wasn't in it, then it could be horror. <laughs> I'm locked in. Okay, Deva. 
Uh, the Exorcist. Andy. Oh. I went with Jaws. And Kells. William Friedkin's The Exorcist. Correct answer is The Exorcist. Question three. In 2007, the first movie of this found footage series is said to have the largest return on investment of any movie in history, with a supposed budget of $15,000 and a worldwide gross of $193 million. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Andy? Blair Witch? Kels? Paranormal Activity. Oh. Paranormal Activity. Correct answer is Paranormal Activity. Blair Witch was in the 90s. Rats. All right. Let's go a little bit deeper. Maybe uh, maybe David can catch up. Hey. Question four. In his well, category. I'm just saying. I mean, this is a movie category, and we do have Kells playing. So Right. <laughs> Question four. The Thing was the first of John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy movies. Name either of the other two movies. It, it's not an official trilogy, by the way. It's his designation of movies that had a particular uh, themes running through them. I have no idea, but I'm. I have. I have a guess. I'm locked in. Yeah, I have a total guess. I'm locked in. Locked in. Kels, I said the blob. Oh, okay. That was a good Deva? guess. Uh, I said they live. Oh, Andy. Yeah. Uh, Prince of Darkness. I'm thinking I'm dead wrong now. Well, the Apocalypse Trilogy movies include The Thing, In the Mouth of Madness, and The Prince of Darkness. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Nice, Andy. Oh, oh, I wasted a lot of my life in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my wife's a big, uh, big horror movie fan, and those last two are two of the uh, two of the movies that have scared her the most, and she watches them semi regularly. At the end of round one, I've got Devo and Andy tied with twenty, and Kells with thirty. I'm guessing it's going to be tough to figure out whose category this is. It's '90s rap. Oh, for the love of Pete! Uh, wow, Andy. No, for, I'm sorry. For the love of Pete is one of my favorite rap songs. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's a deep cut from uh, Tone Loke. <laughs> <laughs> Tone Loke. Uh, I gotta check that one out. The original B-side to Funky Cold Medina. Um, yeah. uh, people don't know that. Yeah. Nutty's rap. Question one. Early in his career in 1991, what rapper and producer was the promoter for an AIDS benefit which was oversold, causing a stampede that killed nine people? Locked in? I have a weird... Uh, uh, no, that might be too... Yeah, I'm still clueless in this category. I'm just going to write that down. I'm uh, locked in. I've got a total guess... I'm locked in. Devo? Sean Combs. Andy? This is my logic. I, I've i never even heard of this accident, but Eazy-E died of AIDS. So I'm thinking maybe Eazy-E? 
Okay. Uh, Kells. I also went with Diddy because for it to be easy, it would that would be later in his career. His career started in the eighties. Oh, okay. Diddy was still unknown, but I don't I don't think I've ever heard of this incident. But I went with Diddy. Well, Davo and K- and Kells, you were both right. It was Sean Combs. All right. Question two. Who sang the chorus on Jay-Z's Can't Knock the Hustle? Oh, come on. <laughs> it was me, wasn't I'm it? Making short song. I mean, you got cut from the... I mean, you did the studio. I heard that cut. That was oh, nice. yeah. You know, it was all blur for me. Was that Jay-Z? Yeah. No, that wasn't Jay-Z. I'm locked in. Of course you are. <laughs> grumble grouse, grumble grouse. <laughs> <laughs> no. Apparently, from what I read, that's Ooh. one of his uh, his kind of iconic songs. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty big hit for him at the time. I'm locked in. Andy. It was Reba McIntyre. Um, his producer said this cut needs more Reba, and he went out and he got himself more Reba. You laugh. Okay. Hold on there, Neil. I got to throw something out there. She sang a song with the with an, a British dance band called KLF, mm-hmm. called Justified and Ancient, and she sing, she sings the lyric "Stand by your jam." <laughs> it is the greatest wow. thing ever. <laughs> they called her up in Tennessee and said, "Tammy, stand by the jam." You know what? I've been looking for a catchphrase <laughs> since we started the show. Stand by the jam. That's my catchphrase. Stand by that's, the jam. That's stand by the jam. Got to look that song up now. Justified and ancient. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down. So the chorus is also all bound for Moo Moo Land. So you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I do well in music categories. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Because I like you know, I almost I almost used that question too. It was so weird. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> Kells, what's your answer? Uh my answer is the correct answer, and that would be Mary J. Blige. Davo. You know, fun fact. I've never heard a Mary J. Blige song, and I only really knew her from the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> oh God. Right. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey. I said Pink, because Pink started her career as kind of a soul artist. Kells was correct in that he's got the correct answer. It was Mary J. Blige. Reba would have been awesome, though. Pink wouldn't have been too bad. Mm. (laughs) Question three. Who was the primary, i.e. first, target of Tupac's disc classic, Hit Him Up? He dissed a lot of people on that song, but the first line is referring to someone in particular. Yes. (laughs) I'm locked in. Uh, I'm going to write down a name. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Kels? Uh, Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. The Notorious B.I.G. Holy crap. You do you not get bonus points? <laughs> That's fair. I wrote down Biggie Smalls. <laughs> Andy? They're both wrong. Uh, this is going to be confusing for regular listeners, so I want to make this clear. 
uh, he was, he used to gamble a lot on football and he lost a game. Uh, he lost a huge bet when Ray guy uh, hit a long punt. And so actually the first line was uh, about Ray guy. I'm not punting. And that's why this can be confusing. <laughs> the first line. He was pissed at Ray guy. <laughs> classic i can't i can't actually repeat the line and keep our family friendly uh rating but i did paraphrase it now i have to look it up he said he said i had relations with your girlfriend and you're morbidly obese well yeah. and he was referring to biggie smalls yes or the notorious big etc etc this is an easy one question four what group had a hit with tootsie roll what I didn't know that was a song. I thought it was just a dance. I'm locked in. All good songs have a dance. Or, I mean, all good dances have a song. Tootsie Roll? T-O-O-T-S-E-E, if that helps. Well, it helps with copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? Okay, I'm locked in with an answer. I'm locked in. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably a one-hit wonder. Oh, I'm wrong. Oh. <laughs> Let's start with uh, Devo. Well, as the rap aficionado that I am, mm-hmm. when I think 90s rap, I think Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely recall that they were mostly popular in the eighties. In a West End town and dead end world. <laughs> yeah. They had a brief resurgence in the nineties. They were on the bad boy label. Oh. They uh right. Mary J. Blige was then in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little no fact. I'm just gonna put an X on my paper right here. Next to score. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll move on. <laughs> Andy, do you have an answer? Yeah, mine was a little more serious. It's in it's, it's kind of uh, it's a little known rock and roll fact, but um, Lionel Richie came back to the Commodores in the '90s, uh, and they recorded a a, a rap album uh, with Commodores with the S as a Z to kind of throw people off, and uh, Tootsie what? Roll was kind of a remix of brick house um kind of the follow-up wow. to it yeah sure yeah yeah <laughs> commodores with a z you know i'm gonna put an x by your score yeah i'm, I'm doing that right now <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm tempted to give you one point because he got the last letter right yeah <laughs> kels what's your answer uh that would be the 69 boys with a Z. Oh, with a Z. That's where I got the I Z from. I want three points because I, mine ended in boys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, okay. How bad do you guys want pity points? No, nah, I don't want pity points. I'm good. Okay. You sure? Yes, I'm positive. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. At the end of round two, Andy has twenty, Davo has forty, and Kells has seventy. 
we're catching them. This is feeling very much like a tournament <laughs> game. You know, by my math, Dave, oh, we're catching them. <laughs> yeah, I like your math. <laughs> All right, category three is the Godfather trilogy. Son of a what? <laughs> Keep on dealing out to Kells. All right. <laughs> hey, I I I, I re- randomized these categories. I put them all in order in the in the order that I created them, and then I randomized them. So it's just a coincidence. Luckily, I've seen all of them multiple times, except for the last one. I've only seen that once. <laughs> once too many. I was told not to watch the last. And one you should by... stick to that. Yeah. That's going to hurt me in this category, isn't it? Nope. Probably. Nope. You know what? You're still going to be a better man for it. <laughs> Question one. What is the name of the horse whose head ends up in bed with Jack Wolves? Locked in. Three seconds. That took him three seconds. Locked in. Well, he had to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what is the name of that horse? Didn't know it had a name. <laughs> Can I give them a hint? I have it. I'm locked in. Them? Are you kidding me? I'm locked in. Them? Oh, Devo, you already got it? You good? No, Andy's got it. I got nothing. Okay. It's also a world capital, I believe. There's only like 200 of those. That's that's great. Um, and Devo knows at least three of them. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Boston. The horse's name is Washington, um, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. This is my horse, Mexico City. <laughs> Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> All right, I wrote down I wrote down the capital. I walked in. Andy. Khartoum. Really? Kels? Khartoum. Khartoum. And David. Bogota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the correct answer is Khartoum. And, and I'm guessing that it was actually the name of the horse's character, not the actual horse. It, if, well, that'd be cool if it was in the credits. Buttercup as cartoon. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Maybe. they got the horse head. They got the horse head from a uh, dog food factory. Oh, good to know. It was a real horse head. Listen, Neil, I ain't no band leader. <laughs> Take the cannoli. Question two: <laughs> A close relative of the director was nominated for an Oscar for for Godfather Two. Who was it? Close relative. Yeah. So you just got to think of who uh, all the people that got nominated for Oscars. Godfather 2. I think there were 900. Nine nominations. Um, I think I know. Uh, Nominated for the Godfather Part 2, but didn't win? Uh, Did not win, no. Okay, so that eliminates one person. <laughs> um, I don't think they're related. I'm pretty sure they're not. So that eliminates him. I'm just going to write down a name. And I have a trivia nugget after this. Something interesting. Be careful with the trivia nugget when we're still in the middle of the category. 
I I feel pretty good that this is not going to be in it. Okay, that's. As, I mean, I'm, as a you could give yeah, whatever you want. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know this one. I'm locked in though. Okay, Kels, what's your answer? Well, I know it wasn't Robert De, De Niro because he he won Best Supporting. I know it wasn't Al Pacino because pretty sure him and Coppola aren't related. And I ran out of people who could have been nominated. And so I said Lee Strasberg. Okay. David? I said Al Pacino because he was in Godfather 2 last I checked. And he was nominated, yeah. Yeah. Andy? Yeah, I think it's Al Pacino, though I don't understand the relation. Well, so this is something I learned. Francis Ford Coppola's sister is Talia Shire, who was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, oh Best yeah. I forgot Did all about her. I didn't know that. I didn't, so know, I didn't know that they were brother and sister. but Yeah. Dang, I forgot. Wow, I blanked on her. So my trivia nugget is, well, you, you guys know who wrote The Godfather, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mario Puto. Yeah. So the, he had, before he wrote those screenplays, he had never written one before. So he felt like he needed to go, this might be apocryphal, so this, this is kind of neat. He decided he'd brush up on technique and see how to actually write a, a screenplay the technical way, you know. And uh, he went and bought a book of, like, how to write screenplay kind of book. And apparently he opened it up, and chapter one, the first sentence said, study Godfather one. <laughs> so he was set, is what you're saying. Like, he he was good to money. go. Love that. <laughs> hope he could return that to Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> wow. Question three: What what actor was only in six full length feature films in his short career? Uh, one of them posthumously, but all of those movies were nominated for Best Picture Oscars. Locked, Locked in. in. Oh come on! I know him. It's it's Fredo. I know his face. That could have been a line in The Godfather, by the way. Oh, okay. I'm locked in. Deva? The dude who played Fredo. <laughs> Andy? John Cazale. Kels? John Cazale. Uh, correct answer is John Cazale. Kazale, 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 yeah, um, because he he was in Godfather, Godfather Part Two, Deer Hunter, yeah. um, uh, Dog Day Afternoon. He was and... in another Coppola film that was nominated for Best Oscar against uh, Godfather One or Two. Oh, yeah, well, it'd be Dog Day Afternoon, yeah. right? No, that nah, was I think one. that was yeah, it was in in between years. It was, a, it was a movie I hadn't heard of, but it was actually nominated. Mm. And then he was also, posthumously, he had archival footage in uh, Godfather 3, which was nominated. I saw those like pictures. I've seen pictures of him standing in front of Marlon Brando with the script taped to his shirt. <laughs> Have you seen those pictures? <laughs> Cause, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
because Marlon like refused yeah he to wouldn't he read him off off of a person. <laughs> Question four: What was the name of Michael Corleone's first wife? Locked in. Oh crap! Don't fall Don't for the trick, Andy. I'm not falling for the trick. Don't fall for the okie doke. I might fall for the okie doke. <laughs> uh, I'm locked in. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. You've only seen these movies, what, once? Once a piece, yes. I, I fell asleep to them for a few weeks. I'm like, each one. I'm locked in. I don't know why. I think I'm being tricked here. Well, Andy, what's your answer? Uh, the the woman he met in Italy after he uh, after he did the hit up Apollonia was her name. Kels Apollonia. Apollonia was her name. She was in the revolution, wasn't she? <laughs> Stop it! Multi talented, yes. Well, I knew it was the lady in in Italy. Because I remember that part of the movie as kind of draggy, but uh, I couldn't think of Apollonia, so I just said Maria, because that's a good Italian-sounding name. <laughs> well, the correct answer is Apollonia. Of Andy, course I'll give it you credit is. For that. You were pretty close. Thank you. Which brings us to the end of round three, and our cat- and our scores are Devo with forty, Andy yeah. with fifty, and Kells with one hundred. We're catching them. But well, we got my two out of the way. So that, that means, like, your categories are up. So pretty sure the the margin will, you know, will lessen. Pretty sure my throat's about to get stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Category four is DC Comics. Wow. <laughs> Mysterious oh. <ways>. Why... <laughs> Is there not a bonus round? <laughs> For reasons like this. Question one. Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll wait. <laughs> Question one. John Constantine is the protagonist in what comic series? Locked in. Sounds familiar. feel like I should know that. Locked in? Are you asking or telling? Um, Telling. locked in Kells I said Constantine or Fantastic Demons and Where to Find Them (laughs) I would love that movie (laughs) The Wild Wonderful World of Robin David Hellblazer Oh, you may remember. You remember you may remember the movie with uh, was it Keanu Reeves Keanu playing Reeves. Constantine? Yeah, he played. There's a movie called Constantine, mm-hmm. but yes. the name of the comic was Hellblazer. Question two: What was the real name of the original Golden Age Flash? Locked in. Locked in. Curse you, TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the only way you got that, Kells. No, I, I know, and I'm trying to. Th- I've seen this. I'm, I'm a Flash fan. Oh, okay. My yeah. apologies. Like he is my second favorite DC hero. Who's your Dr. first? Robin? 
Uh, oh, you said hero. So no, not Robin. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Batman's my number one. A guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Barry Allen meets him in. I just. Andy. Andy might get this because of the show. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. I have. I kind of. I kind. Is it still on? The yeah, show? Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched in a couple yes. years. Well, there's the, time. The season, the season where he went back to save his mom, and the season finale, like I'm out of here. Done. <laughs> well, he did that like nine times, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm glad I'm done. Um, Finally, his mom was like, "Enough already! You try to save me. That's fine." Oh my! Are you know what? I'm locked in. I got yeah, this. If I'd known that this was in the, if I'd known this was in the the TV show, I probably wouldn't have used the question. Andy, this is going to be confusing for some of our listeners. Um, but actually, <laughs> the Guy family back in the day were big fans of the Flash, and when they had their first boy, uh, the Guy family named him Ray um, after the the original Flash, Ray Guy. Uh, this is not me hunting. Um, the original Flash was named Ray Guy. David? Jay Garrick? And Kels. Jay Garrick. Correct answer is Jay Garrick. That was my second guess. So apparently he got his power by inhaling radioactive fumes from heavy water as opposed to uh, any kind of that, that flash speed time stuff that he's got. That would be the speed the force. Yeah, 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 that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, question three. Who is the only superhero to have been both a member of the Avengers and the Justice League? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, because they did some crossover stuff back in the day. They did, huh? Ooh, hmm. I think I. Um. Mm. Did El Jefe and Anthony write this this question? Mm, no, it was. Uh, this one was suggested to me by someone. Hmm. Well, whoever they are, kick them in the shin and tell them good show. <laughs> I did ask some friends of mine who are who are uh, comic fans, and both of them knew the answer. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. I'm going to lock in with this. I'm going to lock in as well. I'm locked in. Devo. Well, I remember in a couple, in, in one of the crossover things, there was a really cool shot of Superman wielding Captain America's shield and Mjolnir. So I went with Superman. Okay. Kels? Man, I wanted to write Superman, but I was like, nah, that's too obvious. That's how they get you. So I went went with Wonder Woman. Andy? I went the other direction with it. I'm pretty sure the, 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 uh, it was the Wonder Twins. (laughs) Well, please be the one. I, I think that they probably couldn't 
I think they probably couldn't have done that with with the bigger names, the Superman and Wonder Womans, and even the Wonder Twins, <laughs> because they're they're kind of too iconic. As yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman and Superman, yeah. they were both founding members. Form of right? iconic yes. water. Um, and it's a little bit of a trick question because the character who was a member of both was actually a Marvel character mm. who was in the Justice League for a short time, and he was Hawkeye. Oh, oh man. I would. He rattled around in my head. Dang it! He did the big, but Green Arrow hit him with a boxing glove arrow and helped me out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, comics! Question four in DC Comics. In the comics, who killed Superman? I'm locked in. Also locked in. I'm locked in. Why am I even thinking about it? <laughs> Kels? I said Doomsday. Andy? Uh, it was another crossover with Thanos. <laughs> Devo. It was Superman 75. They sold a special edition oh, God. that had a memorial armband in I'm it with the Superman logo. <laughs> <laughs> it was Doomsday. <laughs> I was a little hesitant. Uh, actually, a friend of mine suggested that maybe that wouldn't be a good option to use because uh, Doomsday supposedly killed him in Batman versus Superman also. Except that Doomsday was never mentioned by name in the movie. The yeah. only reference was someone said, what is that? And I think Lex Luthor said, that is your Doomsday. Like little lowercase d. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Anyway, the correct answer is Doomsday. Is it? It is. <laughs> well, Andy? Yep. That is your that is your second sweep of the of the game so far. Yep. Your second round of zero points. Nineties rap and DC comics. Yep. I was there for both yep. of them. Uh-huh. You are you? <laughs> I just I just thought I'd remind you. Thanks. Of that. Appreciate it. <laughs> Glad to be here. Um the good news is the last two questions are were picked on your behalf. Oh, good. The last two categories. Good. Let's see. So. Let's turn over the paper. I'm just going to write down wrestling right now. At the end of round four, Andy has 50, Davo has 70, and Kells has 120. So by our powers combined, Andy, we tie Kells. We tied Kells. <laughs> <laughs> we got him right where we want him. Yep. <laughs> totally. The old one, too. Category five. Funny people named Andy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of them's not me. All right. <laughs> Actually, all of them are not you. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Thanks, Apply Neil. cold compress to that one. <laughs> that one's going to stink. Whew. Question one. This Southern comedian graduated from the University of North Carolina with a bachelor's in music in 1949. Locked in. Oh. Wait a minute. I'm locked in. What they don't tell you is Andy is Jeff Foxworthy's real name. <laughs> 
and he he looks really good for his age. Yeah, like he yeah. he went to the Paul Rudd School of Aging. I want to go to that school. Holy moly! Yeah, no kidding. Oh, I know his first name is Andy. We're halfway there, man. Very good. I know, right? Halfway Very there. good. You're knocking on the door. You're not going to. You're not going to get half credit for guessing the first name. <laughs> in this I got nothing. So he's in. So it'd be the early '60s, or no, it'd be the '50s, probably. What if he was a late bloomer? That could be. Yeah. Right. I. I. Uh, Maybe his name is Andy Guy. <laughs> right, I'm... Andy, Andy Ray Guy. <laughs> it's a pretty southern name. It's, it's no a pretty southern name. All right, I'm locked in. My name's Andy Ray. Devo. Let's warm up the matlock. It's Andy Griffith. Oh. Uh, I just want to say thank you to my mother and to my old babysitter, Miss Jenkins, for making me watch both of his shows. Which I didn't find out until oh no maybe I was like eight. Well, I, it didn't dawn on me that Andy Griffith and Matlock were the same person. <laughs> it really I was looking at the credits, so I was like Andy Griffith. That's the guy from the other show. But yeah, Andy Griffith. But he looks so much older. Yeah, super old. But they want to be at the same time. Andy, what's your answer? Oh, uh. uh... I went with uh, Andy Dick. Um, he's a lot older than most people realize. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the correct answer is Andy Griffith. Yeah, that's probably a better answer. Yeah. That's why uh, it's not a coincidence that Mayberry was in North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina. Having a great show today. And if you haven't heard it, if you haven't heard his stand-up, he did... Uh, he did kind of a um, a summary of both Hamlet and um, Romeo and Juliet that they they just they just slay me. They're they're so funny, and he just huh. run them through. Really, he he really exaggerates his kind of down home way of talking when he's when he's going through those, and he, it's I I would try to do some of them, but I wouldn't come close to doing it justice. But they're huh. on YouTube. I, I highly recommend them if you are okay. an Andy Griffith fan. Question two. What Andy was recently attacked in New Orleans after a performance <laughs> and was knocked unconscious for 15 minutes? Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> this is a comedian, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, technically. Yeah. Um, by trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. I like that. Devo? Andy Dick. <laughs> yes. Kels? I, I went with Andy Dick. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's how you get punched. Some, probably something he said. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. That's valid. Andy? Andy Griffith. No, I'm kidding. It's Andy Dick. <laughs> Correct answer is Andy Dick, who was technically a comedian, but I have yet to see anything funny that he's done. Question three: What famous sidekick played a small lemur in Madagascar? 
in the movie Madagascar. Locked in. Who is that guy? Is that sidekick? Yeah. What famous sidekick played a small lemur in Madagascar? Um, can't remember his last name. I'll give you a hint. He graduated from South Carolina in 1949. <laughs> in North Carolina? North Carolina. Or North Carolina. North, One of the Carolinas. North Krakalaka. <laughs> um, um, is Ed McMahon's real name Andy? Yes. <laughs> yes Andrew Edward McMahon. Go with that. <laughs> Andrew Edward McMahon, and they uh, he did it posthumously from Madagascar, right. which was amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm locked in. Andy? Andy Richter. Oh man, I knew he was. I knew he was Conan uh, Conan O'Brien's sidekick. I couldn't think of his last name, and I said Andy Summers for some reason. Dang it! I think he was a drummer for the Police, wasn't he? No, that's Stuart Copeland. Oh, I don't know where that came from. Then <laughs> I really don't. He's the guitar player. <laughs> oh. Andy or Kels, did you have an answer? Uh, um, I went with just Andy. Like he got rid of his last name. He's kind of like McLovin. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, no, the correct answer is Andy Richter. Ah, uh, yes. I'm on the comeback trail. Question four: In 1983, Saturday Night Live ran a call-in poll to determine if this comedian would ever be invited back on the show. Locked in. I am locked in. I'm locked in too. Ava? Andy Kaufman. Kels. A very controversial Andy Kaufman. And Andy. Andy Kaufman, the man in the moon. Correct answer is Andy Kaufman. Do you know what the result was? Probably a no. It was definitely a no. <laughs> it was like 193,000 to 163,000. Like he, he, he said that he was not a comedian and he was an entertainer. Like a performance artist kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, I would I think yeah. a little bit of that to be sure, but yeah. And I, I originally wrote that this was going to be comedians named Andy, but then I changed it at the last minute to be people who are funnier than Andy. So <laughs> wow. whether he's a comedian or not, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Andy. Just, just no, cool water right. on that burn, Andy. You'll be fine. Yep. I'm good. A cocoa butter and All some right. aloe. In round five, Andy has 80, Deva 100, and Kells 150. See, combined, we're beating him. So, yep. Cinderella story. The plan is working. The plan is working brilliantly. <laughs> and the final category in the Player's Choice game is Beatles covers that are better than the original. Ooh, I got one. Wow. I got one already. That's hot fire. Wow. Wow. I'm uh I'm just gonna have to take a minute here. You know, Andy, I, I'm thinking you're probably actually gonna you probably heard most of these being the big Beatles fan that you are. I actually enjoy most of them. I enjoy Beatle covers. I have a I have an entire playlist of Beatle covers. And I'll be the first to admit there are some covers that are really interesting you'd be surprised um uh, there's a <laughs> dance pop techno hit from the 80s of strawberry fields i think it's kind of cool but uh, uh, you you went right to the edge 
I'd be the first <laughs> to admit that they're interesting. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> right. See, is there? I'll be curious. I, I, I will be the first to admit if there's one up here that I think is better. I will admit to it. We'll find sure. out. We'll see. I, I doubt that. Yeah. I doubt that you will. Yeah. We'll see. Question one. The Transformed Man is either one of the best or worst albums of all time, depending on your point of view. It includes a cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and it was the debut album of what actor? Oh, my effing God. So the category is, really? <laughs> really? You want to go okay. here? Okay. Okay, gloves are off. Okay. I'm locked That's in. Funny. That's I'm totally fine. locked in. This is That's very... fine. Oh, this this is this is just four more of these. All right. <laughs> Thought we were taking this seriously. Davo, you know me. Would I know this? Probably not. There's a no. chance you would, because it's so kitschy. Is I meant like not the song, I meant like the artist. Yeah, no, he's you've you've heard There's the a chance artist. you would because it's so I, weird. You've probably <laughs> heard this referenced. You know this. I think you know this. Okay. I'm locked in. Yeah, this actor's not known for their singing, but they're very well known. Okay. Andy, what's the answer? It's William Shatner. <laughs> David? William Shatner. And Kels? I had no idea, and I guessed that it was the B-side to party all the time and one with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, man. It would have been amazing. No, the correct answer was William Shatner. Seeing Shatner do it with the cigarette, it's pretty yeah. out there. It's pretty interesting. It's this performance art is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is bizarre. You need to look that up tonight, Kells. Yep, it's worth a Google. You're you're gonna want you're gonna want to look up all of these. <laughs> I'm having so much fun here. What now disgraced comedian released a cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band on his seventh album? Seventh? Yeah, but most of them were, were comedy, comedy albums. Well, I can think of two comedians, but disgraced. Um, I'm locked in. I'm not sure of this, but I swear I hope it's right. <laughs> Um, I'm locked in. Okay, Kels? I just threw out Weird Al Yankovic. Andy? I know Lenny Bruce did it. I know Robin Williams did it. Um, I'm going to guess it's Lenny Bruce, but, I mean, he got into legal trouble, but I wouldn't call him disgraced. David? I hope it's Bill Cosby. There's no comedian more disgraced right now than Bill Cosby. Oh. He did a Sergeant Pepper's cover? I yes. want to hear that. Sorry, I don't man. know about this one. And you know, he was backed by the uh, the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band, oh. which is, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was Charles Wright's backup band. Oh, that's just so mm-hmm. troubling. Famous, famous for Express Yourself. Question three. In 1966, a 72-year-old actress who was frequently censored in her movie star days recorded an album of rock covers, including the Beatles' Day Tripper. Who was she? 
I think it's gotta be. I'm locked in. Seventy-seven years old. Seventy-two. Seventy-two in nineteen sixty-six. Which means she was born. She was born in like eighteen ninety-six or something like oh, that. Oh lord. Hmm. And I just uh, love the right. idea of someone who was born in eighteen ninety-six singing "Day Tripper" by the Beatles. <laughs> yes, that's that's worth price of admission right there. I'm locked in with a guess. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I, I got it. Now, I, gonna, if I'm right, I'm going to have to explain how I came about it. Locked in. David? Well, I was thinking about Frequently Censored, and I, the years were off for me in my head. I couldn't quite get to the ones I was thinking of. I actually went with Myrna Loy. Hmm. I love her in the Thin Man series. Kels? I said Mae West. Oh! Yeah, I went with Mae West, too. I was trying to come up with her name by thinking about the name they used for the life preservers in the war. Yeah, in fact, oh, yeah. Uh, that is uh, Mae West's uh, Cockney slang for best, but it was also used as life preservers because of it. It rhymes with uh, with breast. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it was Mae West. Oh, she wow! Was, she was censored. She was censored quite a bit in her in her early years because of her uh, double entendres. We'll say yes. All right, who? Okay, who was the lady in King Kong? Was that Myrna Loy? Fay Ray. Yeah, Fay Ray. Fay Ray. That's what. See, so yeah, I was even thinking the wrong person. I wrote down the wrong name. That is a wrong, wrong, wrong answer, and I apologize to Myrna Lloyd. That's kind of at least a double wrong. There's a lot of apologies needed after this category. A lot of apologies. <laughs> Question four. What actor was voted to be the sexiest man of the 20th century by People magazine, possibly based on his cover of In My Life on George Martin's 1998 album of the same name? Oh, that album is so bad. The sexiest man of the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a readers' poll that uh, that uh, people did. Nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, George Martin. Was the album? George Martin. Yeah, that was the year the album went. Oh. He was trying. To, I guess George Martin was trying to cash in. Well, I mean, George Martin was uh, going well. By that time, he was almost completely deaf. Uh, when he when he died, he was he was he was stone deaf, and uh, this was his kind of swan song and an ability, you know, an opportunity to make a little more money as he walked out the door. This is a, it's it's kind of it's sad in a way because the album is such a joke, but it's the last album George Martin ever produced. Hmm. All right, I'm yeah. locked in with a guess. I immediately regret my guess. But I've got ninety-eight. Who would have been? Uh, it was kind of a joke to say that he was probably nominated or voted best sexiest uh, person because of the song. Oh, really? It's kind of a joke. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that came. I will say the only highlight of this album is uh, Jeff Beck doing a day in a life, and it's entirely instrumental on the guitar. It's amazing. Yeah, I can play guitar well. Yeah, it turns out. I'm locked in. Andy? 
I, I so wish I could play a song for you right now, Kells. It's it's Sean Connery. I'm not kidding. Oh. What? It's Sean Connery. That I said, I said Julio Iglesias, thinking that was stupid. <laughs> no, it gets worse. Kells. Well, I figured it was probably a um, a British person. And I went with Hugh Grant because you said it was kind of like. <laughs> no, it was kind of disingenuous. Because, because he's so sexy. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, yeah. I mean, they give it to Somebody everybody. Know, in, fact, in fact, the correct answer. You, you could even say he didn't so much sing it as narrate. Yeah, it's like the Shatner. <laughs> and it's like a Shatner song. The correct answer. The correct answer is uh, Sean Connery. So and you know Sean, what? Oh I'm going to follow this up with a trivia nugget. It's not even the worst song on the album. Wow. The worst song on the album is a cover of A Hard Day's Night done in the tone of a like hotel lounge singer by Goldie Hawn. Which can Goldie Hawn sing? No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, she can't. So I was, I was originally, before I came up with the Sean Connery, I was going to go with the Tiny Tim Nowhere Man, oh, yeah. but that one was actually endorsed by the Beatles, so I didn't want to include that. They one. were doing a lot <laughs> of drugs. In fact, there's a, there's a video of Tiny Tim doing a duet with George Harrison of Nowhere Man. <laughs> At the end of round six. Just before our final question, I've got the game actually got a little bit closer. Andy has 110, Devo 120, and Kells 160. It is Ooh. anybody's game. All right. Ooh. I spent a while trying to figure out what to do for a final question. It's kind of a big mixture of random categories we had, so I decided to just pick something at random. And so Forbes is a good place to go for lists of things. We've kind of done top earning uh, uh, sports leagues and top earning sports players, sports sports ball players, you know? Like those sports balls. And Love sports yeah. ball. Keep sporting. But the one that I found that I'm going to go with tonight is the – I've got the top 13 – dead celebrities ranked by earnings in 2018. All right. So there are states. So in other words, there are states states are still earning money. Right. Through licensing and and other things. Now, most of these are probably licensing. A few of them are kind of outliers because the estates sold large, uh, large amounts of assets last year. So some of them probably aren't normally in this list, but others are definitely regularly in this list. So name 10 of the 13 for 10 points each. Mm-hmm. Go. Oh, uh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother, the Trivia Rose. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rose and let Billy in the gang. Educate you on some things, Bubba. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby.
I have my 10, and it was a struggle to get there, so I'm just going to take what I can get. I got 10. Yeah, I'm going to roll with this. I got 10. Okay. As usual, you'll start in third place, which is Andy. All right. What is your list? Um, I first one was Marilyn Monroe. I was, oh, I was thinking in terms one. of like I see posters and all that stuff, and then I started thinking music. I wrote down Elvis, John Lennon, and George Harrison, uh, and followed by Michael Jackson, uh, and then James Dean. So the rest are all like cartoons. I hope this works. But Walt Disney, when that family's got to be doing all right. George Scholes, Dr. Seuss, and Jim Henson. I like the Jim Henson one. I do too. But I don't know if those are celebrities. I don't know if that works in this category. Um, well, <laughs> I, I have a lot of singers, <laughs> Me too. uh, Elvis, uh, Michael Jackson, Prince, oh. uh, Tupac, uh, I actually said Frank Sinatra. Oh, oh he's that's everywhere. Cool. He sings. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, John Lennon and... <laughs> I could keep talking. I'm just thinking. Uh, <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Oh. Uh, and and you know, for some reason, I said Judy Garland because her face is everywhere oh. in Kansas. <laughs> 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 and then the last two I have are kind of stretches. I think I said uh, J.R.R. Tolkien and uh, Bob Kane. Oh, DC. Okay, and Kells. Okay, I have Michael Jackson, Prince, Freddie Mercury, uh, John Wayne. Oh, Ooh, that's good. a good one. John Lennon, Whitney Houston, uh-huh. Tupac Shakur, Stan Lee, oh. Ronald Reagan, and Elvis Presley. Stan Lee's good. Okay. Uh, so I have the, I'll just go through the list starting at number 13 with 7 million, Betty Page. Oh, hmm. oh yeah. A lot of that. Uh, Muhammad Ali with eight. Cool. Oh, man. That's mostly due to, he just, he just, uh, his estate apparently just had a, made a deal with, um, uh, I forget who, some sportswear company maybe? No, no, uh, a watch company. It's going to be hmm. a Muhammad Ali watch or something. This one makes me a little bit sad. Uh, number eleven at eleven million is X X X Tentation. X X. Help me out with that, Kels. X X X Extension. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I guess he, he was he was killed last year, but he sold a lot of uh, a lot of songs before he did. Really? Or after he did, I guess. Wow. Jeez. Number. Number 10, uh, somebody named John Lennon. Gosh, stop at my side, Bert. You're killing me. <laughs> then uh, Prince. Oh, hey. Marilyn Monroe. So Hugh Hefner's on the list. He um, wow, His estate man. sold some property, and that's that's why he's on this list, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Good call, Andy. Nice. 
Number five on the list is Bob Marley. Oh, oh, oh man. Apparently he's got a cannabis line as what? well as some headphones. That comes out of left field. Yes. Yeah. Hard to believe. <laughs> Did not see that. We're going to be going to... Uh, we're going to be going to Jamaica in um, in January, and we're planning on going up to uh, Nine Mile, which is where he's from, mm-hmm. and going to the Bob Marley Museum. I think that's going to nice. be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably just a giant tourist trap. Free samples. <laughs> they might have some good brownies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, number four, Charles Schultz. Yes, nice, uh, Andy. This one kind of threw me for a loop. Number three on the list, thirty-five million, Arnold Palmer. Wow, who has a beverage empire? Apparently, he's not dead. Ironic. Yeah, he is. Uh, is he not dead? Yeah, he, when did he die? Remember last year we were recording the show and you said Arnold Palmer? What have you done for me lately? Three <laughs> days later, at an orphan. Oh yeah, orphan. I killed died him. Of a, I killed him. Brain aneurysm. I uh, he died I did in, that a lot. He died in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I do. yeah. Okay. but kind of ironically, uh, he is his estate now is selling an alcoholic beverage. I drink the hell out of that. Arnold Palmer's are delicious; they are nice. Number two, mostly due to an inter- a new entertainment complex in Memphis and ticket sales at Graceland, is Elvis. Yeah, Preston. got it. Thank and you very number much. Number one on the list is. <laughs> Four hundred million dollars to the estate of Michael Jackson, mostly because he so- they sold something like three hundred million dollars worth of uh, music rights that he had accumulated. So, by my count, Andy got one, two, three, four, six correct. Wow! Did you say Marilyn Monroe? Is that job okay? Yes. So I, I didn't mark that one. Did but in Jim Henson or Walt Disney? Have less than George or, or Charles Schultz so and Doctor Seuss. That's crazy. I suspect because their um, their legacies aren't in their estate. They they had companies. Oh, duh. Oh, yeah, great that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because when you said Charles Schultz, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to sweep here. And <laughs> the, two, the two strongest ones didn't make it. So okay, that makes sense. So uh, yeah, three, four, five, six. Okay. So that gives you 170 and the lead. Nice, eh? Davo, I counted four for you. Elvis, Michael Jackson, Prince, and John Lennon. Are you sure Judy Garland wasn't in there somewhere? <laughs> I am absolutely positive. Davo, your Dang obsession it. with Judy Garland's a little troubling sometimes. Hey, man. Somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, <laughs> Davo, that puts you in... Well, I mean, let's just face it. You're going to be last. Oh, no. That's okay. <laughs> Kells, I counted four correct answers for you. Yes. And that gives you a total of 200 points and the win <sighs> in the player's choice game. Yeah, please, you need to celebrate more to compensate for Andy and I's total despair. Because if you act like, oh, it's just another Thursday... <laughs> no, that was a, that was a nice comeback for the most part. <sighs> Though the yeah. the fact that my categories happened like early in the game, I think might have had like a crushing effect. Well, the fact that you do almost as much as I did about my category 
Yeah. <laughs> was DC Kinda Comics. Too. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of DC. But not as big as me. It's true. That's true. Davo's much bigger than you, Kel. <laughs> not much, but yeah. I have two DC comic tattoos on my body, and you still tied me. It's, yeah, I mean... Yeah. A tramp stamp does not yeah. a fan make. <laughs> and on that lovely visual, thank you, everyone. Congratulations, Kells, as always. Well done, Kells. Again. Excellent game thank all the way around. And from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo with Andy. So long, Ladle Brainers. Kells. Um, Andy, since Jim Henson didn't get any love in that list, um, uh, it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets uh, on the Muppet Show tonight. <laughs> and Neil. In the immortal words of Tupac Shakur, I had relations with your girlfriend and you are morbidly obese. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> Uh, greetings and salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLittleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous... You can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.